and welcome back to Real Clear with Dr. Klein, the crossroads of politics and psychology. If you would like to listen to ad-free episodes and have access to daily and weekly releases, essays, and other membership perks, and you also want to help in the production of this program, go to realclearpodcast.com and click subscribe. There are a lot of places in this world where you can put your money, and so I thank you for considering membership to realclearpodcast.com. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Welcome back to Real Clear Podcast with Dr. Lucas Klein. I'm going to read an essay today entitled The Psychopathology of Postmodern Theory and Art. You can find the written essay on my Substack, linked through my website, realclearpodcast.com, as well as through my Instagram. It's all at Dr. Lucas Klein on Substack, Instagram, and Twitter. I wish to present a case here that postmodern art and postmodern theory represent a group of nihilistic and grave disturbances bent on the destruction of natural order. While my major claim may seem incendiary to some, it is a truthful claim, and I mean to address it in order to help the upcoming generation plot the course of their lives in the most meaningful way possible. In my view, abstract art is not necessarily included in the postmodern category, and it produces very compelling and beautiful works. Let us start with the basics. Classical art forms aspire to represent beauty as it is found in the world. Artists hope to harmonize with the sheer impressiveness of things as they are found. They aspire toward achieving awe and wonder found in the views from on high. That is why Monet painted. This is why Mozart conducted. This way of being involves a humility, as the producer implicitly recognizes that what is created is at best a good try toward capturing cosmic order. Think of the striking statues and paintings of the Enlightenment. Think of the incredible Buddhist monuments carved from the breaches of stone mountains, men clinging to walls, chisel in hand, in order to achieve the beauty. The statues even appear to gaze toward that which exists outside, toward that which forms the context for the artistic drive. The postmodern art scene, however, was formed from the resentment of those who either refuse to or cannot compete in the world of natural beauty. This often comes from a refusal to accept their own limitations, both of physical and intellectual aptitude. This sort of anger at existence, or God, if you will, causes them to believe that they were unfairly dealt a raw deal, and are hence entitled to spit in the faces of those who are naturally more gifted, or unfairly, as it were, given more pleasing attributes. Postmodernism, in essence, is the expression of existential resentment. And resentment is the most destructive of all human experiences. That is just what the postmodernist does. It seeks to destroy the theory, that is. We psychoanalysts have written for decades about the destruction that follows envy. Melanie Klein, not my namesake, but a very famous analyst, entitled her most famous paper, 
a book that is, Envy and Gratitude, and she well knew of the dialectical relationship between the two. Postmodernism has taken a relatively distilled form in so-called queer theory. This topic requires a longer and separate writing. For now, it is sufficient to say that while the queer theorists may have been under the conscious impression that they were upsetting basic categories for, well, the most fundamental aim is to upset basic categories in order to allow for non-conforming gender and sex identities to emerge as valid in society, much of their own writings indicate a perniciousness by design, or at least by implicit motive. Moreover, the method of allowing space for queer sexuality has taken the form of denigrating the so-called heteronormative world. And so here we have the same wine of postmodern art in a different bottle. And the postmodern artists have another striking and yet heretofore unrecognized failing that they broadcast on their own. They admit it in public in the following way. The most compelling aspect of being human is that we can communicate our experiences in a highly sophisticated cognitive manner. We can communicate what we see, what we experience. Since natural art, as I have described it above, aims to represent that which transcends our verbal abilities, the art itself is an attempt to capture that beauty in as close a form as possible. Conventional art is a symbolic expression of that which cannot be articulated and can only be shown because beauty of the natural world vexed even Socrates, and he knew that all we could mainly do was identify its resonance in the world. This is proper. Postmodernism is not an art form at all, actually. It is a commentary on art. In fact, the insidiousness of the aims and effects of the envious postmodernist groups in society was effective at getting their commentary to be called art, to be grouped in language with that which is truly artistic. This is the sole aim of theirs, by the way, because they believe that language forms experience, not that experience and things in the world actually are what they are called. To demonstrate this point, they defecated in jars and sold them to mentally ill wealthy people as has been done in Italy since the 1960s. They urinated in jars and put crosses in them, and successfully occupied prime spaces in progressive art museums. And we relented under their subtle quasi-academic reasoning. But what is the failing here of the postmodernists? What is the self-proclaimed failing, in fact? Well, since art is a communication of that which cannot be expressed verbally, and postmodernist expression is a commentary on actual art, what then is human commentary? Commentary occurs at the level of comment, which is literally a verbal expression. Verbal expressions at the level of societal dialogue should rely heavily on reason in argumentation. As the postmodernist artists are using visual and concrete form, to accomplish that which should be reasoned in speech, they are implicitly admitting the failure of their own reasoning abilities. They are quite obviously saying, we cannot make a compelling case here. We cannot appeal to the reason of our fellow beings. 
We cannot make our case that what has been seen as beauty is not truthful beauty, and that all beauty is relative and designated by language. And since we cannot make that case, we must force it and use the battering ram of destructive envy, mobilizing envy in as many people as we can, defecating on clean linens and warping the images of angels. As I always end my essays with a suggestion or two, here you go. When you see postmodern art, be careful how you react. It is not whimsical or a small effect to shrug or to appear like you appreciate the artist's point. When you do this, you signal to others that the destruction of real beauty and the humble aspiration toward natural order and awe is an arbitrary aim of humans. It is not. It is a central aim. It is possibly the central aim. I, for one, have begun reacting out loud with people. If I am shown a piece of postmodern art, postmodern work perhaps I should call it, I shake my head and I say, pathetic. If I am described a point from the critical theorists, I am ready to debate, or at least avoid giving in with my conversant. You should be also. By the way, reading my essays on Substack and listening to my weekly essay podcasts, I think will help you do this. It will be a way that you and I do our part to uphold the West. <laughs>